Within the Geek Cave, there lives a sarcastic woman who jumped the snark years ago. With her cynicism talisman forever upon her neck, she guides you through the cinematic wasteland. It's time for the more than monthly movie review from the GRD Cinemistress, Carol the Cat. Hello, wonderful viewers. This is the Cinemistress, and I went to the movies. Literally just got back from the movies. One moment. Yeah, I need a drink. I went and saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and that is kind of why I need the drink. This is the 32nd movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, once again directed by James Gunn, and do I really need to say who's starring in this? I mean, hail, hail, the gang's all here. The newbies to this particular movie are Chuck Woody Awuji as the High Evolutionary and Will Poulter as Adam Warlock. So, funny thing, earlier this year, I was asked to rank all 30, well, then 30, because Ant-Man Quantumania hadn't come out, rank the 30 Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. I rank them purely by my taste, not by the way the movie was made or how well it was directed or how great the special effects are. It was just which movie do I want to watch more? To the surprise of no one, The Eternals was at the bottom of the list. But when I got to the top of the list, it was between two movies. It was between Captain America, The Winter Soldier, and what I ultimately put as my number one, Guardians of the Galaxy. I chose Guardians as my number one movie for a couple of reasons. The first, it's the Marvel movie I've seen the most times. I saw it, I think, five times in the theater, and I regularly watch it now. But I also chose it for another reason. I'm not a huge comic book reader. The comics I read are usually independent titles. I don't read a whole lot from the big two, DC and Marvel. But I am a pop culture junkie, so I know a lot about the characters... So, like, going into Iron Man, I knew quite a bit about Tony Stark just by going to cons and sitting in on panels and watching cartoons. The same with Steve Rogers and Captain America and even Nick Fury. I just, I knew about the characters going into the movie. But when it came to Guardians of the Galaxy, I knew nothing. The only character in that first movie that I had even heard of was Thanos, and he barely plays a part in that film. I went into that first Guardians of the Galaxy movie thinking, well, maybe this will be the Marvel movie that I don't really care about. And I walked out caring about each and every one of those characters, even though one was a walking tree that said one line, and one was played by Chris freaking Pratt. I cared about these characters so much that when I saw the initial trailer for volume three, I actually teared up at the thought of any of these characters dying. I was that invested. So I went into this movie with a lot of hesitation. One, I knew I was going to get my heart broken. And two, I didn't think it could be possibly as good as the other two films. So am I drinking this wine in celebration or am I drinking this wine in disappointment? Let's find out. As usual, I will save spoilers until after the review and I will give you fair warning. First, your plot. Actually, first... I'm going to tell you what Marvel products you need to watch before going into this movie. So naturally, you need to watch Guardians of the Galaxies Volume 1 and 2. It is also really helpful if you watch Infinity War and Endgame just for Gamora's story and the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special so you know what's going on between Mantis and Peter. 
And incidentally, that holiday special is just a treat, so go watch it anyway. And that's it. Now, that may seem like a lot, but given that this is Marvel, it's amazing that you don't have to watch the other 28 movies and countless TV shows. When we last left the Guardians, they had just kicked Thor off their ship. They are now setting up shop in Nowhere the giant head of a celestial god. They've no more gotten their sign-up on their headquarters when Adam Warlock appears. Adam was created by the Sovereigns from the second movie, and he is there for one reason. He's there to grab Rocket. It seems Rocket is a very wanted raccoon. He is in fact wanted by the High Evolutionary, who basically made Rocket who he is right now. He also created the Sovereigns and several other races, because he's trying to make the perfect society. And he really doesn't care what he breaks, destroys, or kills to get that perfect society. It seems Rocket is his only creation that worked in his own special way, and the High Evolutionary is very keen to tear him apart and find out why. And that is all I'm going to tell you about your plot. So let's get into the good, the bad, and the ugly of this film. First, the good. The wine is in celebration because this may be my favorite Marvel movie. I think it may top the first Guardians of the Galaxy. I will definitely need to see it again to make sure, but damn, am I happy. I'm also recovering from crying several times in the theater because yes, this movie made me cry often. I'm going to warn you up front, there's humor in this movie. I laughed aloud a lot. I mean, it's a Guardians movie, so of course there's humor. But there is also a lot of just horror in this film. (laughs) You're told Rocket's backstory, and it's devastating. And that's because this is the first Marvel movie in a rather long time that has had a villain that is truly just a villain. The High Evolutionary is just a bad guy. There's no seeing his side of the story here. I have not wanted a bad guy to get his comeuppance so badly since that douchebag Russian mobster's son in John Wick. It's kind of nice to have a villain that you're not identifying with in any way. It's also amazing that in this large cast, each of these characters gets their moment to shine and they all do fantastic. At two hours and 30 minutes, I thought going into this, it was going to feel long, but I didn't feel the length at all. It's so well paced. This movie has humor and tragedy. I laughed and I cried. This is by far my favorite trilogy of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I will miss James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy, but this was a very good way to end. I definitely want to watch it again, but yeah, this may sneak to the number one spot on my Marvel list. Bravo, James Gunn. Bravo. As for the bad, I could quibble here. I could quibble about a couple of scenes where the special effects didn't look quite done. And I could also quibble that in a couple of instances, the music kind of overshadowed the action, but they would be quibbles. It didn't really affect my enjoyment of the film in any way. The special effects by and large are magnificent and the soundtrack is as usual, perfect. I have no ugly here. I love this film. Final thoughts. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is a wonderful send-off to this trilogy. If you're bringing little kids, keep in mind that there are some scenes in this film that are difficult to watch, and there is an F-bomb. I think that's the first F-bomb in a Marvel movie, done purely for laughs, and it works. There is a mid-credits and an after-credits sequence, and I recommend you stay for both. This is a comic book movie, so I'm going to give it a comic book rating. I'm going to give Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 a 9.8. 
This is near mint mint movie. On a second viewing, this may sneak to 9.9 and slab this sucker because it's that good. Now, I'm going to answer the very obvious question in the spoilers first. So if you want to know who dies, listen to that. And and then I'm going to get into a few other things after that. So spoilers. Spoilers. Spoilers? What spoilers? You tell me. Spoilers. None of them. None of the Guardians die. Thank you very much, James Gunn. And now more spoilers. Spoilers. Spoilers? What spoilers? You tell me. Spoilers. So, it was really Rocket's story all along, wasn't it? When I say we get Rocket's backstory, we are told how he was created and why he was created. And it's a pretty horrific story. I have not seen such an anti-animal testing movie since The Plague Dogs. Way, 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 way back when, when PETA was a rational organization. Believe it or not, it was once a rational organization. I was a member. Um, They were very much against uh, vivisection and animal testing. And they would have loved this film because Rocket's story is one of extremely painful vivisection and animal testing. Of course, the insane PETA that is now will watch any Marvel movie, but that's beside the point. This is very animal friendly. That being said, you see a lot of animals hurt, most notably Rocket himself, and it is gut-wrenching. I also think I need to watch it again, but I'm pretty sure that the only people who eat meat in this movie are the bad guys. So this may be pro-vegetarianism as well. Let's just say that all of the animal characters, and that includes Cosmo the Astro Dog, get as much love as the human characters, and I am fine with that. Just know that watching this movie, you're going to go through a lot of animal hardship. I cried my eyes out when Rocket lost Leela Teef in Floor. But then I cheered at the end when everyone got a good ending. I'm not going to necessarily say a happy ending, but they got a good ending. They're finding themselves, and that is important. Even Adam Warlock gets a good ending. I am also very appreciative that Peter Quill does not get the girl once again. The Gamora that's in this movie is very much not the Gamora he fell in love with, and I think at the end of things, he realizes that and lets go. And that is a very important step for Peter Quill, who has always been a slightly immature character. This is a very mature decision for him. As a matter of fact, nobody hooks up or finds love in this, well, romantic love in this movie. And I'm kind of glad about that. Although I must say, once Quill gets a vacation after visiting Earth, he will probably end up back at nowhere. He just has a thing for Thanos' daughters, I guess. While I love every ending for these characters, I found myself most identifying with Mantis probably the least defined of the Guardians. After years of doing what Ego told her to do and then doing what the Guardians told her to do, she finally gets the chance to do what she wants to do. And she loves this found family, but she needs to be by herself. And I identified with that a lot. So yes, I'm a very happy Guardian. So now if you'll excuse me, I'm going to dry the rest of my tears. I'm going to drink this bottle of wine and I may just watch the first Guardians movie. This is the Cinemistress signing off. Kaiju Groot. This movie has fucking Kaiju Groot. Oh, and just so you know, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 because Yondu makes me cry and Cat Stevens makes me cry. 
Ideas license under the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivative Works 3.0 United States license. Come check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and hit up our website at geekradiodaily.com. Find more of Carol the Cat at guardiansofthegeekery.com and purplehairedpixie.com. 